If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC 11.6 If us one people Speaking the same language We have begun to do this Then nothing we plan to do Will be impossible for us Right honorable speaker Accordingly his Excellency President Akufuado has asked that I convey his profound gratitude to this House for passing all the revenue bills as well as the expenditure measures. Indeed, our sincere gratitude also goes to all investors, financial institutions, and bondholders for the sacrifice, support, and forbearance in this difficult period of our country's economic history. We appreciate your contribution 
towards turning the corner and commitment to partner us in transforming the economy. We must also extend appreciation to the IMF, the World Bank, and other development partners, as well as the G7 and G20 members who have stood so strongly with us. Mr. Speaker, for the first six months of the year, we continue making progress to exceed our non-oil revenue targets for the year. We have seen improvements in non-oil tax revenue collection despite some notable shortfalls in VAT. However, oil revenues are falling short of expectations due to changes in global prices. We will therefore undertake a downward review of the oil-related revenue as well as the corresponding expenditures to align with the underperformance of some of our revenue handles. Specifically, this will impact the annual budget funding amount. Mr. Speaker, in view of the reasons outlined above, as well as the lower domestic interest payment and amortization, following the completion of a part of the DDEP and the reduction in the foreign finance capex, the appropriation has been revised from Ghana CD's 227.7 billion as presented and approved in November 2022 to 206.0 billion Ghana CDs. This is in line with Regulation 24, Sub-Regulation 3 of Public Financial Management Act Regulation 2019, LI2378. Mr. Speaker, we will therefore not require a supplementary budget. Mr. Speaker, government is, however, committed to pursuing a robust growth strategy within the limited fiscal space and our fiscal consolidation program. This will be done by attracting domestic and foreign private sector investment and expanding production, which will be encouraged and stimulated by government policies and agencies. Government's mutual prosperity dialogue with the private sector will seek to facilitate the ease of doing business in order to crowd in private, domestic, and foreign investments. Mr. Speaker, security continues to be a priority of government. The United Nations recently reported that over 1,800 terrorist attacks resulting in nearly 4,600 deaths were recorded in our West Africa region in the first six months of this year. Due to this instability, among others, increasing numbers of West African citizens are seeking refuge in our country. This has required a review of our security expenditures within the limited fiscal space. Mr. Speaker, this 2023 media fiscal policy review will therefore provide an update on economic performance for the first half year of 2023 and outlook for the rest of the year. Provide an update on the implementation of the IMF-supported PCPEC, including update on structural reforms and the progress towards achieving the quantitative performance criteria and indicative targets. Provide an update on the debt restructuring program. Present a revised 2023 fiscal framework which aligns with the IMF-supported PCPEC and outline government's growth strategy to drive the recovery process. I will now proceed to update the House on the macro fiscal performance of the economy since 2022. Mr. Speaker, as we usually do, the 2023 budget was presented in November 2022 using end September 2022 data. We now have end December 2022 data, which indicates 
that overall real GDP growth was 3.1% compared to the revised target of 3.7%. Non-oil real GDP growth was 3.8% compared to the revised target of 4.3%. And December inflation rates of 54.1% compared to the projected 28.5%. Total revenue and grants for the period amounted to 96.7 billion, 15.8% of GDP, compared to the revised target of 96.84 billion, 16.4% of GDP. Total expenditure on commitment basis amounted to 165.1 billion Ghana cities, 27% of GDP, against the revised target of 133.8 billion, 22.6% of GDP. Overall budget deficit on commitment basis was 11.8% of GDP against a revised target of a deficit of 6.3% of GDP. Primary balance on commitment basis was a deficit of 4.3% of GDP against a revised target of a deficit of 0.7% of GDP. On cash basis, the overall budget deficit was 10.7% of GDP against a revised target of a deficit of 6.6% of GDP. The corresponding primary balance on cash basis was a deficit of 3.2% of GDP against a revised target of a surplus of 0.4% of GDP. And gross international reserves was equivalent to 2.7 months of import cover. Mr. Speaker, with the approval of Parliament, government set out to achieve the following key macroeconomic targets for 2023. Overall real GDP growth of 2.8%, non-oil real GDP growth of 3%, and December inflation rate of 18.9%, overall budget deficit of 5.9% of GDP on commitment basis, and 7.7% on cash basis. Primary balance commitment basis of a surplus of 0.7% of GDP, and a deficit of 1.1% of GDP on cash basis and gross international reserve to cover not less than 3.3 months of imports. As I've indicated, we have made significant progress on restoring macroeconomic stability and the narrative is changing. The economy is showing signs of recovery, the exchange rate has stabilized, inflation has softened and interest rates have declined since December 2022. Mr. Speaker, these outturns are the results of focused implementation of all the measures we presented in the 2023 budget and the positive sentiments arising from the progress of the IMF program, which I will now discuss. Mr. Speaker, towards addressing the macro fiscal challenges the economy faced in 2022, government engaged the IMF to support the implementation of our PCPEC program. On 17th May 2023, the Executive Board of the IMF approved the 36-member standard credit facility in an amount equivalent to SDR's $2.242 billion, approximately $3 billion. The program is anchored on government PCPEC and designed to restore macroeconomic stability and debt sustainability. It includes extensive reforms to strengthen resilience and lay the foundation for stronger and more inclusive growth. Mr. Speaker, the program has been designed to address the key issues facing the economy 
through the following key priority targeted interventions. I. Large and front-loaded fiscal consolidation to bring public finances back on a sustainable path. The program envisages a cumulative fiscal adjustment of 5.1 percentage points of GDP over the program period 2023 to 2026 over fiscal effort of 3.8 percentage points in 2023 alone. The primary deficit on commitment basis will be reduced from 4.3 percent of GDP in 2022 to 0.5 percent in 2023. The fiscal consolidation will be executed by both mobilizing more domestic revenue and improving efficiency of spending. Two, to protect the vulnerable through enhancement of existing social protection programs, including the Livelihood Empowerment Against Poverty LEAP, National Health Insurance Scheme, the Capitation Grant, and the School Feeding Program. The 2023 budget, for example, doubled the benefits under the LEAP program, as well as boosted the allocations to the School Feeding Program. Three, strong and ambitious structural reforms in tax policy, revenue administration, public financial management, financial sector, as well as strong measures to enhance revenue mobilization and address weaknesses in the energy and cocoa sectors. Both are critical to bring public finances back on sustainable path while creating fiscal space for critical development spending. Four, to bring inflation under control through prudent monetary policy, including appropriate monetary policy tightening and the elimination of monetary financing of the budget. Containing inflation pressures requires coordination between fiscal and monetary policies. Five, to rebuild international reserve buffers three months of import by the end of the program. The Bank of Ghana is pursuing enhanced flood exchange rate policies to help rebuild international reserves. Six, to restore sustainability and preserve financial stability following the domestic debt exchange program to support private investments and growth. And seven, to pursue reforms to encourage private investments, strengthen growth, and create more jobs. Mr. Speaker, it is instructive to note that our path towards securing an approved IMF-supported program has been characterized by speed and resoluteness. More specifically, the following key and significant milestones were accomplished. We achieved staff-level agreement in December 2022, six months after we formally requested for the IMS support to back our PCPEG. We are supported by China's agreement to co-chair Ghana's Paris Club Official Creditor Committee. We secured financing assurances for the Official Credit Committee, co-chaired by China and France on 12 May 2023, five months after our formal request in December 2022. We secured an IMF board approval on 17 May 2023, five months after the SLA, and 10 months after a formal request for a fund program. We also secured IMF financing equivalent to three times Ghana's quota. We front-loaded disbursement of IMF resources for 40% in 2023 and the rest to be spread between 2024 and 2026 and successfully concluded a domestic exchange program. The results are clear. We are witnessing the 
catalytic impact of crowding in other resources. We had discussions with the World Bank for a 900 million development policy operation and emergency support. The United States through International Development Finance Corporation has announced a program to invest 300 million towards the construction of a data center under the G7 Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investments. This is through the Development Finance Corporation of the U.S. Mr. Speaker, several key stakeholders played diverse roles in Ghana's successful journey towards approval of the IMF-supported program. On behalf of His Excellency the President, I would like to again express our sincere gratitude to the Right Honorable Speaker, Members of Parliament, our participating bondholders, retirees, financial institutions, and other stakeholders who played critical roles. Permit me to express our sincere gratitude to the Managing Director of the IMF, a team led by its Country Director, Stefan Roder, and the Executive Board for providing the unfathomable cooperation throughout the whole process. We are also grateful to the World Bank Group, the U.S. Treasury, U.S. Development Finance Corporation. Government appreciates our other development partners, both multilaterals, like AFDB and AFRI-EXIM, and bilaterals for their support under the program. Mr. Speaker, as a nation, we must and will prevail. Indeed, our only recourse is to be successful at the upcoming first review of the program in September 2023 and all other subsequent reviews. We are therefore respectfully calling on every member of this August House and all our fellow Ghanaians to support these reforms. Mr. Speaker, to support the effective implementation of the IMF-supported PCPEG, the government has put in place an implementation strategy. Status of progress towards achieving the program objectives. Mr. Speaker, the IMF-supported program will be monitored and reviewed semi-annually based on agreed targets to be met by end June and end December each year. We will prepare for a comprehensive assessment of the targets by the IMF during the first review in September 2023, which will assess nine structural benchmarks, six quantitative performance criteria, and three indicative targets in 2023. Mr. Speaker, the IMF-supported PCPEC has also prioritized social protection reforms to ensure that the vulnerable are protected from the impact of the ongoing fiscal adjustment. Social spending on health, social protection and education will be closely monitored to ensure timely disbursement of funds to beneficiaries. In addition, an indexation mechanism for benefits under the LEAP program will be put in place by end September 2023. Furthermore, the coverage of LEAP will be expanded and its targeting improved to cover the extreme poverty by 2024. Mr. Speaker, Cabinet also approved a turnaround strategy for Cocoa Board as part of measures to improve financial viability of the institution and to position it to deliver increased value for the people of Ghana. I take this opportunity to assure all our key stakeholders of government's commitment to the unwavering implementation of our very own PCPEC, which undergirds the IMF approved program. Debt operations. Mr. Speaker, 
We announced in the 2023 budget statement that we will embark on a debt restructuring program to alleviate fiscal pressures by one, reducing debt servicing costs, two, improving debt sustainability, and three, ensuring macroeconomic stability and economic growth. The restructuring is critical to the implementation of the program to ensure a return to the path of debt sustainability, a comprehensive debt strategy centered on a restructuring program was pursued. Mr. Speaker, the perimeter for the restructuring includes both domestic, central government and debt, and some parastatals and external. The main aim of the operations is to reduce debt servicing costs and restore our debt sustainability. The debt operation focuses on achieving by 2028 the present value of overall debt and external debt to GDP to below 55% and 40% thresholds respectively, and two, external debt service to revenue and exports to revenue below the 18% and 15% thresholds respectively. Mr. Speaker, on the domestic debt exchange program, on 5th December 2022, government launched the DDEP in a transparent manner while seeking to minimize its impact on bondholders. After three months of negotiations with the different bondholder groups and amendments to the original terms, government successfully completed the DDEP on 14 February 2022. Total bonds outstanding at the settlement date amounted to 126.978 billion Ghana cities, of which 29.286 billion were held by pension funds, bringing the total eligible bonds to 97.7 billion CDs. The ministry received final participation of 88.9 billion Ghana cities, representing 84.9% of total eligible bonds. The DEDP has provided the government with increased fiscal flexibility and addressed cash and other liquidity constraints. Once again, we are grateful to all investors who participated in this exchange. Mr. Speaker, to complete the domestic debt operations, government announced in April 2023 its intention to further pursue the discussions around the following domestic debt instruments, which were excluded from the DDEP parameter then. Energy sector independent power producers, cocoa bills, local US dollar denominated bonds, and Bank of Ghana non-tradable debt. Out of these remaining debt instruments, government launched debt operations for the cocoa bills and local U.S. denominated bonds on 14 July 2023. The settlement date is today, Mr. Speaker, 31st July 2023, and we look forward to a successful operation. Mr. Speaker, although pension funds were exempted from the May DDP, we continue to engage them. Mr. Speaker, we are also engaging with the IPPs on debt relief and financing arrangements to achieve both debt sustainability for Ghana and financial sustainability for the energy sector. As part of the restructuring projects for external debt, government requested the treatment of the bilateral debt under the G20 Common Framework beyond the Debt Service Suspension Initiative. Government also held a series of engagements with its bilateral creditors via the Paris Club 
to provide finance and assurances. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. To support Ghana's IMF ECF request. The Official Creditor Committee for Bilateral Creditors was established and co-chaired by China and France. The committee provided financing assurances on 12 May, as I stated, to support the IMF's board approval of Ghana's IMF ECF request on 17 May 2023. Mr. Speaker, the government has also begun the process of negotiating with its commercial creditors, our Eurobond investors, Two bondholder groups have been formed comprising domestic and regional bondholders as well as international bondholders. Government has already shared a set of data and scenarios to commence discussions. On the restructuring of Eurobonds, we expect to receive counter offers from the bondholders in the short term and envisage an agreement by year end. Mr. Speaker, the financial sector comprising commercial banks Special deposit-taking institutions, insurance sector, fund managers participated significantly in the DDEP. The effects of the debt operation of the financial sector is elevated liquidity and solvency risk from impairment losses. Regulators, including the Bank of Ghana, provide a temporary regulatory forbearance to mitigate the liquidity impact of the DDEP. Importantly, government is working with key partners to establish a Ghana Financial Stability Fund to provide liquidity and solvency support to the financial institutions. The eligibility criteria agreed with regulators and international partners will be published soon. Mr. Speaker, these macroprudential interventions and operations were also to address the impact of the largest turnout shocks 
within a wider global economic context, which I now proceed to discuss. Mr. Speaker, we are also mindful of the impact of the debt exchange program on individuals and government is working hard to stabilize the economy towards a faster economic recovery to ameliorate impact on the welfare of individuals. Mr. Speaker, global developments. The global economy continues to struggle through a patchy recovery phase following the shocks, including those from the COVID-19 pandemic and the Russia-Ukraine war. It is within such context that the IMF in its April 2023 World Economic Outlook update projects global output growth to decline significantly to 2.8% in 2023 from 3.4% in 2022 before rising slightly to 3% in 2024. The projected slowdown reflects synchronous policy tightening around the globe, especially in the United States, Euro areas, the United Kingdom and China, to contain the surge in inflation and worsening financial conditions. Despite signs of modest growth in early 2023, persistent high inflation and the global financial market turmoil are proving too strong and dampened hopes of a robust recovery. Mr. Tsinka, the price of crude oil declined by 15.7% between August 2022 and February 2023. This was due to a weakened demand largely attributed to a huge decline in oil consumption in China. According to IMS World Economic Outlook update, July 2023, crude oil prices are projected to fall from an average of $96.4 a barrel to $73.1 a barrel in 2023. However, gold and cocoa prices have performed better than anticipated. Mr. Speaker, on the domestic front, global development severely impacted the domestic economy the performance of key indicators in 2020, 2022 as, as follows. Overall, real GDP growth declined from 5.1% in 2021 to 3.1% in 2022. This was lower than the 3.5% projected for the year. Non-oil GDP growth declined over the period, recording a growth of 3.8% compared to 6.6% recorded in 2021. Headline inflation accelerated consecutively from 13.9% in January to 29.8% in June and to a peak of 54% in December 2022, following the sharp currency depreciation and surge in commodity prices. Interest rates broadly trended upwards across the spectrum of the yield curve, consistent with the tightening policy stance. The 91-day and 182-day Treasury bill rates increased to 35.48% and 36.23% respectively in December 2022, from 12.49% and 13.19% respectively in the same period 2021. Cumulatively, the Ghana city depreciated by 30.0%, 21.2% and 25.3% against the US dollar, the pound sterling and the euro respectively. This compared with an appreciation of 3.5% against the euro and a depreciation of 4.1% and 3.1% against the US dollar and the pound respectively in 2021. And gross international reserves declined 
by 3.457 billion U.S. dollars to 6.238 million billion U.S. dollars to 2.7 months of import cover. Mr. Speaker, on the fiscal front, there were several key developments in 2022. Government sought to, among others, strengthen its fiscal consolidation program, which commenced in 2021. The objective was to gradually return to the Fiscal Responsibility Act thresholds of a fiscal deficit of no more than 5% of GDP. The strategy included pursuing a strong revenue-led consolidation to complement expenditure rationalization measures. However, owing to the several factors, government fiscal policy suffered major setbacks from both external and domestic shocks. Mr. Speaker, before discussing the 2022 fiscal outturns, we would like to note that the fiscal anchor in the context of the IMF-supported PCPEC is the primary balance on commitment basis. To align with this requirement, government therefore had indicated in paragraph 210 of the 2023 budget statement that the fiscal accounts will henceforth be reported on commitment basis, thereby taking into account outstanding and paid commitments of government. Mr. Speaker, the assessment on commitment basis promotes transparency, enables a real-time monitoring of government's fiscal $4.36 billion, 0.7% of GDP, and the projected outturn of a deficit of $16.92 billion, 2.7% of GDP. Petroleum revenue and utilization for 2022. Mr. Speaker, total petroleum receipts, proceeds from liftings and other petroleum receipts, as of December 2022, amounted to $1.43 billion. The amount comprises receipts from the 63rd to the 68th liftings from the Jubilee Field, 
the 20th and 21st listings from the 10 fields, and the 9th and 10th and 11th listings from the Sankofa Jinyami field. In addition to the total receipts for the year under review, petroleum receipts that spilled over from 2021 to 2022 was $14.82 million, bringing the total amount distributed to $1.44 billion. This compares to the amount distributed of $808.6 million for the same period in 2021. A total of $581.5 million was transferred into the Ghana Petroleum Funds in 2022 compared to $227 million in 2021. Out of the amount transferred, the Ghana Heritage Fund received $174 million against $68 million in 2021, while the Ghana Civilization Fund received $407.06 million compared to $159.24 million in 2021. The total amount transferred in 2022 from petroleum liftings and related proceeds to the annual budget funding amount was $526.31 million U.S. dollars compared to $352.79 million in 2021. Mr. Speaker, on public debt developments, as of the end December 2022, Ghana's central government debt and guaranteed debt in nominal terms stood provisionally at $435.3 billion, up from $351.8 billion at end 2021, representing an increase of 23.7%. Using the revised GDP re released by the Ghana Subsidized Services in April 2023, the debt-to-GDP ratio as at end 2022 stood at 71.3%. Mr. Speaker, the composition of the total debt stock was made up of provisional amount of 240.9 billion, equivalent to 39.5% of GDP, and 194.4 billion, equivalent to 31.8% of GDP, for external and domestic debt, respectively. Mr. Speaker, I now proceed to update the House on the performance of the economy since January 2023, and the reason why there's a consensus that we are indeed turning the corner. Available data indicates that overall first quarter growth for 2023 was 4.2%, up from 3% recorded for the same period in 2022. This growth, Mr. Speaker, largely reflected an increase in the services sector, which recorded a growth of 10.1%. Headline inflation is in the first half of 2023 from the peak of 54.1% in December 2022, Headline inflation gradually trended downwards from 53.6% in January 2023 to 42.5% in June 2023. The moderation in inflation was largely supported by monetary policy tightening, relative stability in the exchange rate, and lower and stable export petroleum prices. Cumulatively, the Ghana city depreciated by 22.1% against the U.S. dollar in the year to July 17, 2023, compared to 21.1% in the same period in 2022. The CD excluding the January 2023 depression of 20% 20, 20 
as appreciated by an impressive 1.8 percent between February and January 17, 2023. Total export receipts, Mr. Speaker, fell by 7.9 percent to 8.2 billion U.S. dollars on the back of lower crude oil export receipts. Crude oil exports declined by 41.3 percent year on year due to a 21.4 percent decline in volumes and 25.3% fall in prices. Current account recorded a provisional surplus of $849 million compared with a deficit of $1.1 billion for the same period, 2022. And gross international reserves dropped from $6.2 billion at the end of December 2022 to $5.3 billion, $2.5 million in June 2023, reflecting BOGs reducing their foreign liabilities in line with the IMF program. Net international reserves received a boost from gold reserves and improved to 2.3 billion US dollars to 1.1 months of import cover compared to 1.4 billion or 0.6 months of import cover recorded at the end of December 2022. Mr. Speaker, on banking developments and the outlook, the banking sector posted unexpected relatively strong performance during the first half of the year. Despite the lingering effects of the DDEP, the banks have reported increased deposits and investments, higher profitability, and return on equity of over 35%. The impact of the DDEP, such as the increase in non-performing loans, was partly moderated by the timely introduction of temporary regulatory reliefs. In the outlook, the operationalization of the 750 million US dollars Ghana Financial Stability Fund and the planned recapitalization of banks would ensure stability as well as strengthen financial intermediation to support the private sector. Mr. Speaker, the provincial data on government fiscal operation for the first half of 2023 indicate, one, a slower pace in expenditure execution relative to revenue shortfall, resulting in an overall budget deficit on commitment basis of 6.3 billion Ghana CDs, 0.8% of GDP, compared to the 2023 half-year budget deficit targets of 28.3 billion or 3.5% of GDP. A corresponding primary balance on commitment basis of a surplus, Mr. Speaker, of 8.8 .8 billion Ghana cities, 1.1% of GDP, compared to the target of a surplus of 310 million Ghana cities. Overall cash deficit of 10.3 billion, 1.3% of GDP, against the 2023 half-year budget target of 35.4 billion, 4.4% of GDP, and a corresponding primary balance on cash basis of a surplus of 4.8 billion, 0.6% of GDP, against the 2023 half-year deficit target of 6.9 billion or 0.9% of GDP. We are back on track to a positive primary balance. Mr. Speaker, the fiscal balances are driven by total revenue and grants for the first half of 2021 billion, 8.4% below the target of 64.7 billion. Despite the shortfall, the outend shows a nominal 
year-on-year growth of 41.8%. The key driver of revenue deviation is a lower than programmed oil receipts and total expenditure of 68.5 billion, 26.3% below the program expenditure of 92.9 billion. All other expenditure lines were contained within their respective targets for the period except for compensation of employees and expenditure on goods and services. The higher than program compensation of employees outturn stems from higher payments for wage and salaries from the implementation of the 30% base pay increase for public sector workers, which was agreed to after the 2023 budget was presented and approved by this August South last year. We needed, Mr. Speaker, to protect our workers. Mr. Speaker, government introduced several revenue measures to support the fiscal consolidation and growth agenda. The policy interventions were specifically targeted at growing the revenue base to yield an estimated 1.35% of GDP. The Minister of Finance and GRA are working together to ensure the realization of the full yield in the near future through enhanced collection efforts, governance, and EVAT implementation. Mr. Speaker, arising from the DDEP, several structural changes have commenced in the reporting of Ghana's debt data. The debt from the special purpose vehicles in priority was not part of the central government debt has now been included. Furthermore, we will be including the long-term debt of selected SOEs such as Cocoa Board and contingent liabilities arising from the IPPs, PPAs and financial sector recapitalization. Mr. Speaker, the macroeconomic environment has changed significantly since the 2023 budget was presented to this House in November 2022. Mr. Speaker, although pressure still exists and there are formidable risks in the horizon, our economy is in a better position than it was seven months ago as the macroeconomic environment has seen relative stability since the beginning of the year. This is largely explained by factors including the positive sentiments following the staff level agreement reached in December 2022 and the subsequent approval of the three-year 3 billion IMF ECF program, the eventual passage of all fiscal measures in the 2023 budget by the House, and the completion of the DDEP program, and China's agreement to co-chair the OCC with France. Mr. Speaker, I have also discussed the significant improvements in the key macroeconomic indicators, including inflation, exchange rate, interest rates, reserve position, growth rate, and the performance of the bank since 2022. Mr. Speaker, all these developments, together with the need to align with the targets of the IMS-supported PCPEC program, warrant a division to the macroeconomic framework. This was necessary because the framework was guided by the September 2022 data that underpinned the 2023 budget in November 2022. The revisions to the macro fiscal framework generally seek to align the 2023 media fiscal review with the IMF ECF supported PCPEC program. Mr. Speaker, key revisions to the macro fiscal target for 2023 year include 
One, overall real GDP growth rate of 1.5% down from 2.8%. Non-oil revenue GDP growth rate of 1.5% down from 3%. End period headline inflation of 31.3% from 18.9%. Primary balance on commitment basis of a deficit of 0.5% of GDP compared to a surplus of 0.7% of GDP aligning with IMF-supported primary balances. Gross international reserves sufficient to cover at least 0.8 months of imports of goods and service by 2023. Mr. Speaker, revisions to GDP or projections, the overall real GDP growth for 2023 has been revised to 1.5% from 2.8%. And non-oil real GDP growth has also been revised to 1.5% from 3%. The downward revision in projected growth for 2023 is an indication of a broad slowdown in the three sectors of the economy as a result of factors such as the fiscal consolidation plan and difficult global conditions. Mr. Speaker, overall GDP growth is, however, projected to rebound to 2.8%, 4.7%, and 4.9% in 2024-25 and 26, respectively. This is the result of implementation of growth-oriented and structural transformation strategies in the PCPEG. We have, however, been charged in the PCPEG to develop an enhanced growth strategy supported by crowding in of private, domestic, and foreign investment to further boost growth. We are confident of a private sector outlook to boost growth and jobs. Mr. Speaker, the 2023 revised fiscal framework is now fully aligned with the IMF program fiscal objectives in terms of primary balance, cash and commitment, revenue path, and the trajectory of primary expenditures. The drivers of the revisions to 2023 fiscal framework includes I, fiscal developments for January to June 2023, reflecting shortfalls in revenues and lower spending, Increase in base pay on single spine salary structure of 30% compared to the assumed 20% for the 2023 budget. Partial restoration of cap transfers to the NHIS and GET Fund. The impact of the completed DDEP on debt service costs as well as on revenue mobilization. IMF ECF program disbursement for 2023 of 1.2 billion US dollars and reflection of other catalytic financing, including the World Bank's US $530 million, a DPO of $300 million, and emergency projects of $230 million, and expected disbursement of $103 million from the AFDB. Revision in exchange rates, interest rates, crude oil prices, crude oil volumes, and GDP projections, and the need to align 2023 mid-year review to the approved IMF project-supported PCPEG. These realignments, Mr. Speaker, in the 2023 fiscal framework results in a revised primary balance on commitment basis of a deficit of 0.5% of the revised GDP. This is an adjustment of 3.2% um, from the 3.5% of GDP lower than the initial target of a surplus of 0.7% of GDP set in the 2023 budget. This aligns with the IMS-supported PCPEC 
Fiscal Consolidation Pact. Mr. Speaker, at the time of presenting the 2023 budget, Benchmark revenue crude oil prices was $88.5 per barrel, was used to project petroleum revenue for 2023 in line with provisions of the Petroleum Revenue Management Act. As amended, recent global economic developments have led to a decreased demand for crude oil. Therefore, consistent with Section 7 of the Petroleum Revenue Management Act, the average crude oil price has been resigned to $74 per barrel, down from the price of $88.55 per barrel using the 2023 budget. Accordingly, the total petroleum receipts have been revised downwards from $1.48 billion US dollars to $1.008 billion, representing a 32% decline. Mr. Speaker, in the 2023 budget, Government outlined a series of measures to mitigate the impact of the severe economic challenges and also to preserve growth. These include the implementation of flagship programs such as the One District One Factory, Planting for Food and Jobs, Phase 2, Strategic Anchor Industries, Infrastructure Poverty Eradication and Program, IPEP, Ghana Cares, U-Start, Agenda 111, among others. Mr. Speaker, within the context of IMF-backed PCPEG, these interventions assume greater significance in promoting growth and medium-term fiscal consolidation. In addition, as stated earlier, we are pursuing a social project protection agenda to mitigate the impact of adjustment on the vulnerable. Mr. Speaker, in line with government's unwavering commitment to industrialization, the implementation of the flagship One District One Factory Initiative is on course. As of June 2023, 126 factories were operational nationwide. Over 160,000 direct and indirect jobs have been created, especially for the youth who have been mobilized to establish agro-processing factories in 58 districts. Mr. Speaker, government initiated Agenda 111 to address infrastructure deficits in the health sector and improve healthcare outcomes in the country post-COVID-19. As of May 2023, total payments under the program stood at 189 million US dollars with 83 active projects on site in all 16 regions of the country. Mr. Speaker, planting for foods and jobs has brought substantial improvements in Ghana's agricultural sector. This has resulted in increased food security employment along agricultural value chains, and accessibility of raw materials for developing industries. The program has directly contributed to increased crop yields for major food stables such as maize, rice, and soya by 135%, 67%, and 18% respectively within the period. After a comprehensive review, government is finalizing PFG phase two to ensure a more efficient and targeted support for the agricultural sector. The key elements of phase two are input credit systems, storage and distribution infrastructure, commodity trading, and digitized platforms. Mr. Speaker, I can also report that efforts towards promoting commercial agriculture, building technological capability, and advancing digitalization 
under the Ghana CARES program are on track. Last year, I indicated the government is spearheading the economic enclave project to establish growth poles in key locations, including Kasonya, Greater Accra, Kumawu, Ashanti, and Banda in OT regions. The approach under the EEP is to provide agricultural infrastructure and land development support to entrepreneurial youth and the private sector. Mr. Speaker, to enhance production and value addition in the enclaves, the provision of ancillary services such as housing training, facilities, irrigation canals, farm roads, and electricity have also commenced. Mr. Speaker, it is gratifying to note that the domestic private sector has responded positively to the provision of these services. About 10 medium and large-scale entrepreneurs with experience in the commercial agriculture space have applied to play diverse roles ranging from anchor farmers to machine and equipment services in the EEP site in Kasunya. Mr. Speaker, in partnership with the National Service Team, about 20,000 acres of land in Setre Kumawu in the Ashanti region is being developed to accelerate maize, tomato, groundnuts, and animal production. Mr. Speaker, government expects that by end 2023, the DEP will have fully seeded some 7,500 acres of rice onboarded qualified private sector entrepreneurs as anchor farmers embarked on value chain activities such as rice milling and packaging in Kasunya, and developed and seeded 1,500 acres of lands in Kumawu and Banda, respectively, and also engaged private sector partners in these enclaves. With these efforts, Mr. Speaker, we expect to gradually drive down the food component of inflation, create jobs for our youth, improve food security, and reduce the volatility of the forest market. Eustar, Mr. Speaker, to equip participants with entrepreneurial skills, investment readiness tools, as well as coaching and mentoring services under the USA initiative, 26,626 persons nationwide have received business advisory support services since its launch last year. We'll continue to work with participating financial institutions, national entrepreneurship and innovations program, and Ghana Enterprises Agency to provide soft loans and managerial skills for the setting up of youth-led enterprises. Mr. Speaker, the National Entrepreneurial Innovation Program will support from the Ghana Economic Transformation Project launch the HAPS Acceleration Grant Program in April of this year. The program has supported 30 business and innovation hubs of grants to resource startups in communities nationwide. Each hub has received up to US $180,000 and is required to resource 20 startups. In the second half of the year, 15 new startups will be supported to set up across the country. Mr. Speaker, to make Ghana the tourism hub for the West Africa region, the domestic and regional tourism campaign. Honorable Minister, kindly take a sip of water while well, Mr. Speaker. Takes back the chair. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, 
to make Ghana the tourism hub for the West Africa region, the domestic and regional tourism campaign that Experience Ghana, Share Ghana was intensified across the country by government. Our goal is to complement this campaign. The Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park, which was redeveloped and modernized with support from the World Bank and other development partners, was commissioned by President Akufuado on 4 July 2023. The redeveloped park will boost domestic and heritage tourism and is expected, Mr. Speaker, to attract over 1 million tourists annually. Government will continue with the redevelopment of our brief botanical gardens, Salaga and Picora slavery camps, and Yasantua Mausoleum to boost domestic tourism. Furthermore, in partnership with the Ghana Museums and Monuments Board, efforts will continue to renovate selected ports, castles, and museums across the country. Mr. Speaker, government will work closely with the private sector to improve key tourist sites and events as part of the Beyond the Year of Return initiative. We have made considerable progress towards achieving 1.2 million visitors for 2023 with 150,000 jobs along the value chain and 2 million foreign investors, foreign visitors and 1.5 million in the domestic tourism by 2025. Mr. Speaker, to improve mobility and accessibility, as well as safety along major trunk roads, the following projects are at various stages of 1.2 kilometers Asim Fosu Asim Prasa portion of the National Trunk Road N8 was completed and commissioned in June 2023. Accra Tema Beach Road, Lot 1 and Lot 2. 79-89% complete respectively. Construction of a three-tier interchange at Nungwa Barrier is ongoing. Development works on the Kumasi Lake Road and drainage extension project 98% complete. Selected roads in 2nd D and Takradi Phase 1 is a fifth of the way complete. Tema Flower Road 30%. In Samango Fanko 26%. Reconstruction of Bechimen, Techimenjia, Akumadan Road, 64% complete. Reconstruction of Aguna and Kota in Kwanta, Tawa Road, 34% complete. Phase 2 of Obechevili, Lamta Circle Interchange and other ancillary works, 86% complete. Construction of a four-tier interchange in Swami in the Asanchi region to commence. Construction of 50 prefabricated bridges in all 16 regions and continued in 2023 are 86% complete. Design, fabrication and delivery of 87 steel panel bridges is ongoing with 45 bridges delivered. New bridge under construction at Triple Prats so to separate vehicular traffic from the railway line. DQ presents how to fancy up any occasion. Step one, grab the caramel fudge cheesecake blizzard from DQ. Step two, break out your fanciest sweatpants and park yourself in your comfiest chair. Step three, kick back and bask in the luxury of salted caramel, rich fudge, and decadent cheesecake pieces blended in world-famous DQ soft serve. Fancy? Achieved. No formal wear required. DQ, happy tastes good. It's 93% complete. Government will embark on a community roads improvement program 
to increase productivity and facilitate the transportation of food crops. District assemblies will be given complementary equipment to ensure that their local roads are motorable throughout the year. Mr. Speaker, these notwithstanding, government remains committed to improving road infrastructure in line with the fiscal consolidation plan in the IMF back PCPEC program and in partnership with the private sector. Mr. Speaker, the road sector's public-private partnership program for the financing, construction and management of road infrastructure has two projects at different stages of preparation. Phase one of the Accra Tema Motorway Extension um, project, 31.7 kilometers, involves the reconstruction of the motorway. The concession agreement and draft engineering procurement and construction agreement have been finalized and will be laid in this house. The development of material roads will be structured on a PPP basis using the build operate and transfer model. The appraisal of the project is ongoing. Mr. Speaker, civil works on phase one of the Anomabo Fisheries College project is complete and enrollment and training of students will commence by end of the year. As part of efforts to prevent diversion and hoarding of premised fuel which results in acute shortages, 37 out of a target of 50 premise automated vending machines were installed in various London beaches at Elmina, Choco and Nungwa among others. Government will install the remaining 13 automated vending machines by end of the year at various landing beaches across the country. Government has also piloted the use of electronic monitoring systems on trailers to help check legal, unreported, and unregulated fishing practices. Mr. Speaker, under the Infrastructure for Poverty Radiation Program, government continues to embark on strategic investments across our communities nationwide in line with fiscal consolidation plan through the development authorities. Approximately 340 projects have been completed and accordingly handed out to the beneficiary communities. The remaining 297 projects are at different stages of development, of completion. Mr. Speaker, as part of our efforts to take full advantage of AFCFTA, government has established an export trade house in Nairobi, Kenya, to promote made in Ghana products and services. We have also undertaken a marketing expansion expedition to Kenya of 63 Ghanaian companies to introduce them to the East African market. Government has also facilitated the issuance of AFCFTA certificates of origin to 51 Ghanaian companies and businesses covering 300 product lines indicating eligibility to be traded under AFCFTA. Mr. Speaker, government remains committed to promoting access to competitive financing for the private sector. Over the course of the past five years, government has established and recapitalized critical institutions that are able to provide financial intermediation to the private sector. These institutions include Gersel, Development Bank of Ghana, Consolidated Bank of Ghana, the Ghana Commodity Exchange, the Ghana Infrastructure Investment Fund, and the Venture Capital Trust. We need to support these critical institutions to deepen their interaction 
for private sector to spare growth and create more jobs. Government will place emphasis on supporting DBG capital raising to US 1 billion mark in the medium term and dispersing about a billion Ghana citizen loans from the current 250 million by end of the year. DBG and Gessel to provide partial credit guarantees that will reduce risk and attract more private sector actors to expand agriculture operations. Operationalizing an equity fund in partnership with other private sector investors to augment existing capital for SMEs by DBG. And supporting GIF to execute commercially sustainable infrastructure construction solutions, including the Agenda 111 hospitals, Accra Termai Expressway project, and affording affordable university hostel accommodation. Mr. Speaker, the Ghana Nuclear Power Program has made significant policy progress towards the development of Ghana's first nuclear power plant. Government has shortlisted vendor companies and countries to identify the economical and resilient nuclear power technology for Ghana as a source of clean and sustainable energy and other peaceful purposes. Mr. Speaker, total oil production from all the producing assets within Ghana was approximately 18.5 million barrels from January to May 2023. This translates to an average production of 122,000 barrels per day. Total gas exports to the gas processing plant at Atuobo and the onshore receiving facility at Zanzule within the same Honorable time. Minister, yes a minute, yes a minute. Honorable members, having regard to the state of business of the House, I direct that sitting be held outside a prescribed period. I so direct. Minister, you may continue. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, uh, the cash waterfall mechanism and the natural gas clearing have been used to equitably distribute revenues in the sector. Under the updated ESRP, the cash waterfall mechanism is being reformed to ensure mandatory compliance to provide cash flow predictability to key players, IPPs and state energy entities within the energy sector. To address the impact of excess capacity payments on the economy, Government has sustained collaborative engagement of IPPs. Currently, IPPs are being engaged to restructure their accrued outstanding balances and eliminate payment shortfalls and arrears accrual in the sector. The gas sales agreement between VRA and NGAS has been renegotiated to reduce the take or pay commitment and other financial obligations to the state. Mr. Speaker, the World Bank estimates that climate change could cost Ghana approximately 1.7% of GDP annually by 2030 if left unaddressed. Cognizant of this assessment, government is working to secure carbon financing to support its nationally determined contributions and meet its commitment under the Paris Agreement. This will drive foreign direct reinvestments to benefit local businesses. Mr. Speaker, as part of our efforts to address loss and damage from climate change, 
Ghana, as one of the first Pathfinder countries, launched the in-country process for Ghana's participation in the Global Shield Against Climate Risk and the Global Risk Modeling Alliance. These initiatives will enable us to assess quantitatively our climate risk, design solutions informed by the data, and facilitate access to resources from the Global Shield. Mr. Speaker, government in partnership with the Green Climate Fund has established the Ghana Shear Landscape Emission Reduction Project at an estimated cost of $54.5 million. The project will focus on the shear landscape and will address the country's efforts to reduce emissions from deforestation and forest degradation. Additionally, government is implementing the Ghana Cocoa Forest Red Program, which covers 5.9 million hectares, 79% off reserves, 21% on reserves in seven regions. The program will benefit 12 million urban and rural residents. Ghana 